Welcome to An Evening with Spirit. I am your host, Reverend Anne Bouvier. I'm excited to be with you tonight on this week's podcast. Folks have sent me questions via email. I have sat with those questions and connected with spirit loved ones on the other side. I will be sharing those messages with you shortly. If you would like to submit your questions for next week's podcast, please send them via email to connect at annebouvier.com. That is C-O-N-N-E-C-T at A-N-N-E-B-O-U-V-I-E-R dot com. Each episode will consist of readings as well as a general message for those listening. If you have questions concerning how spirit communication works or regarding other aspects of spirituality, please don't hesitate to contact me. You can also visit my website at annebouvier.com. So let's jump right into tonight's questions. Just remember, after these messages are shared, there'll be a general message for listeners, so stay tuned. These readings are for entertainment purposes only. So our first questions come from someone with the initials of MFS. And I want to thank you for your patience. I do know that this podcast is a day late, so I just want to thank you for your patience with that and waiting for the responses to your questions. You had asked about your mother and your sister. So when I touch in with spirit, I'm actually seeing another pair of women coming through in spirit that also went through a different difficult time and are drawn to your mother and sister because of this. So you, you had shared that, you know, your mother and sister are, are facing some difficulties. Well, these two ancestors of yours also face some difficulties. So I think that's why they came through. But they are, they are blood relation. And I want to say they were alive before the turn of the century. There's definitely, um, like what I would call large movement with them. In other words, they may have been some of the first of your family to come to this country, or they may, um, have just been involved in a large move that made thing made life rather unstable for them. So, you know, if you're trying to identify who these could be in your family tree, I would look back to the ancestors that came either to the country or town or region where you find yourself or where you found yourself born. So, you know, that might help identify these two. Um, and some may say, well, you know, you've never... It, generationally speaking you've never met these this this pair of individuals however because you share the same family tree and there are people in your family going through a similar circumstance at least the difficulty part uh, mother daughter pair going through that difficult situation that's what's drawing them into into 
your sphere of, of being right now. So just keep that in mind. You don't always need to have met or have a have had a relationship with a spirit loved one while they were living. So, you know, they do watch us for generations. So So they're showing me that your mother is not to answer your question, to get back to that. Um, this pair is showing me that your mother is the stronger one and will be okay and recover from the difficulty first. Your sister, however, will need a bit more help getting over what has occurred. She may need counseling or therapy, and it's showing me that whatever this, the challenges were that they were facing, um, even once like the immediate threat is over, your sister's um, mind, I think, is going to be playing that back for her. And that's why Spirit is recommending, um, you know, possibly counseling or something like that. Just a professional who can help her work through that trauma, I guess is the best way to put it. And then Hewitt also asked that um, what they may be doing in the future. And when I asked that question, the figure that they were showing me as your mother seemed to somewhat lose patience with your sister and um, tried to kind of distance herself. And I think that's partly because they're healing from this situation at different rates. And... At first, it might seem odd that, you know, two people can go through a difficult situation and then once they get through it, one person distance themselves from another. But actually, what your mother's doing there is it's attempt to preserve the level of healing she's reached and it's almost a, an attempt at uh, self-preservation. So that's why, I mean, she loves your sister and, and, and that would never change. However, for her own sake, she doesn't want to backslide with the progress she's made. So I think in the future there might be a little bit of distance between them, and I think the family might view that oddly at first. But then what becomes clear is that that's what's needed because I think when that disconnect happens, your sister will really start to heal herself. So I want to say that once they get through the worst part of this situation that your mother will be able to handle it better and start to go on about her life, whereas your sister will really only start to heal once your mother is kind of not there to trigger her trauma anymore. And it's not I'm not saying your mother did anything to your sister or anything like that. It's just that shared negative experience that they're they're going through is gonna constantly trigger your sister into that place of unhealth and unease. So I say all that to say that Spirit's indicating to me that while it might look odd for your mother to distance herself from your sister after she becomes well, let the family know that that's okay and that it's temporary. The family will come together again. It's just... That's what your mother needs right now, and without knowing it, without realizing it, that's also what your sister needs. Okay, so that's what the future 
that's how far the spirit was showing me for the future for them. So I thank you, MFS, for your questions and your patience and your support and your kind words. So thank you so much. And I leave that with you in love and light. Our next questions come from Anonymous. This person didn't give me really a name to or initials to refer to and uh, just didn't want any identifying information shared. So I'm respecting that and I'm using the name Anonymous to um, indicate this questioner. So thank you for your questions and even though they were after the midnight, Monday at midnight, I am including them on this podcast since it is a day late and even an, over an hour later than I said I would post. So I do hope you hear this podcast because um, they are included. So your first question had to do with contemplating buying a second home. And I have to say, before I could even ask any questions, <laughs> Spirit heated up the palms of my hands. <laughs> and the palms of my hands got very warm. And that is an indication of healing, okay? So that could be one of two things. Clearly, as anonymous, I don't know who you are. Um, but you could work in a healing profession, like nursing, doctor, or something like that. Um, so it could just have been a way for spirit to indicate to me something about you. However, I think it also has to do with your messages that spirit was bringing forth. Because there is a healing component to, the, to that as well. So concerning the acquisition of a second home, spirit indicates that a smaller second home will do you well if it's the opposite of your primary residence. So by that, Spirit was showing me your primary residence, if your primary residence is, be, is in an urban environment where there's a great deal of stimulation and you buy a second home in a rural environment or just a more tranquil environment that's smaller, you know, less upkeep. Uh, they, they were showing an in, you know, an indicator of you kind of unplugging and being more calm and things like that. Now, that's needed if you are in a hectic, pressure-filled, urban type of space. Now. If you're not, <laughs> then maybe you need more stimulation and maybe you live in an area that's more rural and maybe a second home in, the, in a more urban environment would do you better. Maybe it's, you know, the going out and things that you need. I will admit Spirit showed me the need for more calm as a healing than the need for more hectic. However, whichever you find yourself in your primary residence, Spirit was indicating that when you start looking for a second home, you may have to constantly remind yourself to think outside your comfort zone. So, because I think you're coming, you'll be coming across these homes that are pretty much just like the one you have. And so then that begs the question, well, then why bother? You know, um, what is this going to contribute to your life? So 
I say that to say, look at your current environs, and then when choosing your second home, pick one that's more like the opposite. Now for your second question, that had to do with a personal relationship. And I must say, I struggled somewhat with this question. I don't know if Spirit just didn't want to show me what was going on, or, and I'll explain more as I get into what I did get. So it took quite a bit longer, number one, for me to get anything, and then it did, Spirit did show me that part of the issue is what you require of a partner. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, your standards are any different than anyone else's or, you know, somehow not reasonable. However, Spirit was indicating that part of the issue is that you need a partner that can teach you something, that can show you something, that um, can make you think in a different way or, you know, see things in a new light. You need that kind of partner that in some ways you can kind of look up to. Uh, and that's a tall order just because of where you are in your life. You are someone who many other people look up to. <laughs> you are someone who's quite intelligent. And so because of your level of mental understanding, I guess you might say, that, you know, it, it's going to be difficult to find that life partner that can stimulate you mentally on that level. With that said, <laughs> I do see an individual who fits the bill. However, they're showing me you kind of having being in a place where you need to rekindle that, that like lust for life. So by that, I mean, there's not a lot out there now that kind of gets you excited. You know, you've, I don't want to say you've mastered adulthood or anything like that, but you know, you do kind of have things down pretty well. You, uh, Sarah was indicating to me that, you know, you, you're at a, a pretty stable place and you need something to kind of now spice that up and not that's not what you need in a life partner but that's what you need to kind of find within yourself so they were showing me an image of you like going like traveling and going on these kind of adventure type situations where you are kind of pushed out of your comfort zone a bit and you do take a little bit more risk in, you know, in things that you do. So 
they're saying once that lust for life returns, so will this life partner that is really capable of having an equal relationship with you. So you may be with someone currently who isn't fitting the bill quite right, or you may be struggling to get them to fit some mold, and it, it's, and like I said, it may be a struggle, or it may be, it may be quite some time since you were in that kind of committed, long-term relationship. So it's going to be that lust for life that attracts this life partner, that you're really going to have that long-term serious relationship with. And so, you know, go on an adventure, whatever that is for you. Uh, and don't be surprised if you catch somebody watching you out of the corner of your eye, um, because that's, that's what's going to be the attractive part. So thank you, Anonymous. And thank you for your patience as well. And I will leave that with you in love and light. Question submissions are due by midnight on Monday to be part of the following Wednesday's podcast. For example, our next podcast will be posted Wednesday, July 12th. So, for your message to be included, it must reach me by midnight on Monday, July 10th. Again, like tonight, sometimes I do make exceptions. But generally speaking, I need that day to get things in order. Any questions received after Monday at midnight will carry over to the next week. Questions can be submitted via email to connect at annebouvier.com. I ask that if I know you or if you want some anonymity, please email. Please use an email I won't recognize or suggest an alias for me to use on air. Thank you. And now, I'd just like to go into, well actually before I go into the general message for anyone who may be listening, I like to remind folks that when I connect with spirit, I first close my eyes and enter into a relaxed state. I then say a prayer asking for only the highest, best, and most relevant message to come through. Slowly I raise my vibration rate and a movie begins to play in my mind's eye. It's like remembering clips from your favorite movie, only what is shown is different every time. The movie is highly interactive, filled with emotions and sensory experiences. For this week's listener's message, I asked Spirit for a general message for those folks who would listen to this podcast. This was their response. My spirit guide showed me a scene where he and I were young children on the edge of a forest. We have been running and are out of breath. We look out to a sun-drenched field. He looks at me and says, are you ready? Clearly, we are about to run some more. I am guessing across the field. <laughs> My inner child smiles and says yes. 
The closer we get to what first appeared as the other side of the clearing, it opens up to a giant pool of water. And he says, jump. Young me flings herself into the refreshing water. We're bobbing in the water, laughing, and taking in the beauty of this place. Do you want to see something? He asks. Yes, I said. You'll have to follow me down there. He points to below the water's surface. Apprehension comes on my part. I almost drowned once as a child. And since I don't like dark water that I can't clearly see through. So while I love to swim, it's kept me out of the water more than once. And this water was dark. As apprehensive as I was, I said yes. He smiled and we dove under the water. It was murky for sure. And we were swimming down and I could only see his feet and legs up to the knees in front of me. The rest of him was lost in a dark green haze. I heard his voice in my head. It's okay, we are safe. I tried not to think of what might be lurking in that murky water and I just focused on his swimming feet. And soon we were surfacing again. We had apparently swum under a rock formation and come up inside a cave. The coolness was refreshing. In this cave was a bank with a large pearl-like object that was somehow in a beam of sunlight. He looked at me and said, go check it out. We walked onto this beach and I looked up and could see a shaft of light reaching up through the rock. So while the rest of the cave was dark, the pearls shone in this golden light. What is it? I asked. It's your treasure, he said. My treasure? He said, yes, everyone's is different. So I said, what can it buy me? <laughs> yes, even me as a child was a bit of a smart ass. <laughs> My guide smiled back and said, it's your priceless gift to the world, not a commodity. A pearl of light, apparently. So I asked, what does that mean? And he said, it's up to you to find out. And knowing how things work, I asked, and the convoluted way to get here, is that part of it? The apprehension, fear, and trust? He smiled and said, absolutely. I gazed at it and contemplated the serenity of this place, the balance between light and dark, heat and cold, wet and dry. He said, we should get you back. He must have sensed my desire to linger. He followed with, we can come back. Who knows what else this cave holds? You do, I replied. We laughed and we got back in the water. He looked and said, you will follow me? Yep. I followed him back through the murky water to the pool in sunlight. We swam to the grassy bank and walked back toward the forest, the sun drying us as we returned. We shared a smile and I thanked him for his guidance when we reached the forest edge. So that was Spirit's response when I asked for a general message. 
So your homework for this week. <laughs> no, I'm not sending you flinging yourself into the unknown or out of your comfort zone. I am just asking you to contemplate what your treasure might be. What is it that is your priceless gift to the world? Like you said, we all have one. What does it look like? What would you want it to be? Start with the belief that it is there and work outward from that thought. So humor me. Suspend your disbelief in your treasure, if, that's, if that is there, and just go along. Assume you have this, this awesome treasure, this gift for the world, and ask yourself those questions. What would I want it to be? What does it look like? And then also, what would your path to your treasure look like? Mine involved anxiety, fear, and trust your path might look different, might have different obstacles or challenges to work through. So think about that for this coming week. Um, you know, I think we do all have quite a bit to give and sometimes we don't know how or we, we have these questions and, and those, those will come later. For now, just try to Identify what it is that you really do have that is a treasure within. Is it your compassion? Is it your outlook? Is it your disposition? Is it your smile? What is it? Try to identify that this week. Or try to get close, you know? I, I get the fact that it might not, you know, there's stuff to work through before you may really be able to say, this is what makes me a little different, and this is what my contribution is. So just try. See how far you get with that for your homework. And you can always... Feel free to share your experiences by sending me an email or anything like that. I'd be more than happy to respond. So, apparently, more than one of us needed to hear that message this evening. So, I do thank my spirit guide for that. In summary, spirit communication is possible. It is a faculty we all possess. It is our compass on the sea of life. Tonight, most of us need to be reminded of our treasure. If you would like to submit your questions for next week's podcast, feel free to send them via email to connect at The podcasts are now available on iTunes, so feel free to share that or subscribe. And... Our next podcast will be posted by 9 p.m. on July 12, 2017. Thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions. I would also like to thank all those who attended in spirit and had messages to give. 
from our loved ones to our spirit guides. A very blessed thank you to them. This has been Reverend Ann Bouvier's An Evening with Spirit. Join us next week for another episode. Till then, may your week be filled with happy blessings and abundant gratitude. Much love.